Night. Six o'clock, this is the SAFM Market Update with Money Web Hilton Tarrant with you on this Wednesday evening. Tonight, mobile giant MTN is slammed by currency swings in Iran, Syria and Sudan, effectively shaving 3 billion rand off its profits, but data growth remains strong, especially here in South Africa. Chief Executive Sufiso Dabengwa joins us at a quarter past six. South Africa's third largest insurer, MMI Holdings, will invest half a billion rand in Africa over the next 12 months. Chief Executive Nicholas Kruger tells us why. A mobile smartphone that's also your land line. That's the new product launched by Neotel today, Abid Kadiri, on how this could transform your small business. And David Shapiro of Sasfin is with us to make sense of the markets on a day where the JSC ended down about a quarter of 1%. That and more to come. First, here's the news. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. NUMSA workers at Madupi refused to return to work and Microsoft hit with a hefty fine. Good evening, I'm Grechos with the news at 6pm on SAFM. Close to 7,000 workers affiliated to NUMSA have ignored instructions by ESCOM to return to work at the Madupi power station in Limpopo. Workers are disgruntled over the alleged non-payment of their December bonuses. Workers belonging to other unions did return to work today after ESCOM reached an agreement with them. NUMSA's Elias Matutu. Basically, from NUMSA's position, we are yet to be notified about that agreement. We know nothing about the contents of that agreement. Our position has been that we have been unlawfully locked out. The public works minister, Tulas Nlesi, says his department is probing corruption cases that have cost taxpayers over 700 million rand. These include overpricing regarding leases, renovations of ministerial houses, and security upgrades for President Jacob Zuma's private home in Inkantla. The minister says he's cleaning up the department. Mahlatsi Gallens reports. Lessie paints a bleak picture in his department. Public officials and private sector colluding to empty the public purse. In one case, the department paid 28 million for six unoccupied buildings in Bramfontein. And at the public works headquarters, the budget to renovate the building in 2009 was 59 million rand. But when the project was completed in August 2011, it had skyrocketed to 325 million rand. Says the department has also saved taxpayers close to two billion by cancelling their regularly acquired leases for police at Medestart and Transnet buildings. Criminal investigations are underway by specialised police units. Mahlatsagalens, SABC News, Johannesburg. The DA's meanwhile accused the ANC of blocking another attempt to debate the spending of over 200 million rand on Zuma's Inkantla home. The DA's parliamentary leader, Lindiwa Mazibuko, says in a Chief Whoops forum meeting that the ANC rejected her notice of motion for debate on Nkantla to be held next Tuesday. She says a motion to debate the constitutionality of the National Key Points Act has also been rejected. Transnet's heading for a tariff overhaul. CEO Brian Mulefe says he expects the mining sector to object to plans to increase cargo tariffs by more than two-thirds on dry bulk. Morafe Tabane has the story. Under the plan, tariffs on manufactured goods will go down by 47% and those on dry bulk will go up by 68%. Transnet's proposed tariff application for 2013-2014 also proposes imposing a minimum export cargo tariff of 6 rand a tonne. 
business would double the price of sending iron ore from Sishen to Saldana. Meanwhile, the Trade and Industry Department has welcomed the planned tariff restructuring and says it is the result of years of talks between the department and Transnet. Morafi Tabani, SABC News, Johannesburg. U.S. software company Microsoft has been fined $731 million for failing to promote a range of web browsers rather than just Internet Explorer programs to users in the European Union. The BBC's Mark Gregory. This is one of the largest ever fines imposed by the European Union in such a case. The EU Competition Commissioner says Microsoft broke a legally binding agreement to offer buyers of computers loaded with Windows software an alternative to its own Internet Explorer web browser. Microsoft has said in the past that it failed to comply with a deal reached in 2009 that came after years of investigation due to a technical error. The top story, close to 7,000 workers affiliated to NUMSA have ignored instructions by ESCOM to return to work at the Madupi power station. The next news bulletin is at 7pm. For SAFM, I'm Greg Hose. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock. This is the market update with MoneyWeb. But just a reminder of uh, our SMS line, 34701 with the keyword markets. That's 34701 with the keyword market. We'll take some of your questions between now and 6.30, including uh, one or two of those from last night, which we'll answer in just a couple of minutes' time. First up, uh, Google Eto Mfupi has your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. MMI Holdings, South Africa's third largest insurer, saw an 82% rise in half-year profits as the firm cut costs and a rally in the stock market boosted the value of investments. MMI has been cutting costs to show up earnings after the merger of the Momentum Group and Metropolitan Holdings that created the company in 2010. Discount fashion chain Maltz has been placed in business rescue in a bid to stave off liquidation and save the jobs of 260 employees. The firm has run into tough times and found itself unable to pay its creditors timelessly. In terms of the company's act, the directors were obliged to act and appointed business rescue practitioners to assist it last month. And started Standard Chartered, the UK bank that cut bonuses and boosted its dividends after profit increases, is relocating its African business from Dubai to Johannesburg to take advantage of the higher growth rates on the continent. Turning to the markets now, the JCO share index is closed off in negative territory, down by about a third of a percent, uh, to close at 40,437 points. The rand's at 9.9 against the US dollar. 1365 to the pound and 1181 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,583 an ounce. A barrel of Brent crude oil at $111 and the platinum price at $1,587 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. It's uh, seven minutes <laughs> after six o'clock. You know what? Whenever you harass Gugu, she's perfect. As soon as you sit back and don't do anything, then she bumbles. So from now on, we know what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> sit back with our arms. <laughs> David, the market today is slipping ever yeah. so slightly. Hilton, a little disappointing because if you, if you look at uh, Wall Street, Wall Street's making another fresh high. Um, the gains on Wall Street have lifted all the other markets. Europe was up at a five-year high. Um, UK markets up at five-year highs. Asian markets were very strong this morning and probably go, get stronger on this uh, employment report that's come out. It's a preliminary report, but just shows that the U.S. economy continues to uh, create jobs. And yet we were down, and, and it's all mining shares that have brought us down, particularly platinum and uh, gold counters, you know, suggesting that, that maybe there's the shift 
this ongoing shift out of the uh, safe haven assets continues, and that drags down our miners. We spoke about gold shares last mm. night. Uh, 52-week lows today for mm. Harmony Gold Fields as well as Anglo Gold. So a question in from Simon on the SMS line on 34701 with a keyword market, asking, in short, why has gold fields plum- plummeted since that unbundling of Sibanya? Sibanya has held up overall, but we, <laughs> as you see, gold fields 52-week low, Harmony 52-week low, Anglo Gold is 52-week because, low. Uh, it's the fundamentals. It's the un, you know it's the underlying fundamentals that are dragging it down. It's got nothing to do with uh, Sabani. Sabani is a new mine and hasn't got. I'm surprised that it's holding up because I would have expected foreigners to actually start dumping this, wondering why they've got this, uh, why they've got this share. Um, and I can't really comment on that other than the the big ones, which just keep getting weaker and weaker. And we haven't seen the cavalry come in to support them as well. You know, even platinum shares looking very very stodgy. So, uh, if, you know, those shares are a worry. Those, um, you know, the, the, if anything, they're looking like they could go weaker. And it's, it's, it's affecting the rest of the mining mm-hmm. boards. You know, it, it seems to be brushing off onto the others. Bulletin had a good day today, but, but somehow I think that it's, you know, it's, it's hurting the general mining, um, you know, the general mining industry. We were told by uh, Sibania Chief Executive Neil Froneman as well as Goldfields Chief Executive Nick Holland that mm. uh, it would take three months mm. at least for, for Sibania to, to find mm. its price and for Goldfields to find its price. Yeah, I think we're going through that at the moment. But uh, overall, it's um, you know it's 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 providing a drag. Take the take the miners away. On balance, financials and industrials were a lot stronger today. In other words, there were a lot more gainers on both of those boards than there were losers. Except for first round, which was up four percent yesterday, <laughs> down three percent no today, idea. which is <laughs> practically exactly where it started. <laughs> no idea why. No idea. You know what triggered uh, the sell-off today? I thought they were pretty good results. Um, maybe there was a knee-jerk reaction. Um, analysts, I think, were surprised on the upside yesterday after the results. What, what may be happening, and I'm guessing, is that you know, if you analyze the bank results, um, they're pointing towards more consumption, you know, more funding consumption rather than, than uh, people coming to banks and funding um, empl- uh, you know, fixed investment. It may be a story, but, and there may, might be concerns about whether this is sustainable or not. But... Other than that, financials were pretty... Standard Bank also came down a bit today as well. Also uh, tended to be sell, you know, sold off. But the rest of the boards were... You know, the, the insurers were pretty steady. Strange uh, announcement from Transnet today. It's restructuring its tariffs in favor of manufactured goods. So manufactured goods tariffs mm. down by 47%. So basically halving. Mm. Uh, tariffs on dry bulk up by almost 70%. I thought it would be the other, other way around. I mean, you want to get get the bulk off the road. (laughs) They're they're trying to align their tariff structure to uh, the National Development Plan. Yeah, I... I, I, I miss that and that, but um, you know, if they can, um, if they can encourage railway rail traffic, I think it's going to save our roads, and you know, they're going to be huge savings from that point of view. As far as the top 40 is concerned, uh, with those index changes that happen once a quarter, Discovery mm. being added to the top 40 yeah. as of the end yeah. of this month, Mr. Price out, and Mr. Price has just joined mm. uh, in place of mm. Harmony. It joined about six months ago. Yeah, and out it goes. There'll be a one-off adjustment. I think Discovery has attracted a huge amount of uh, popularity um, after its results. I mean, and it's becoming, you know, every day we see more and more uh, money flowing into it. It had a little bit of a a drag yesterday, but it recovered today. So expect, um, you know, more money to flow in there.
Well, let's bring in uh, MoneyWeb Sasha Planting, who has been uh, covering the uh, Melts business rescue story uh, today. Sasha, we we know now that uh, Melts has applied for business rescue. 43 stores across the country, 260 employees. Has the the business uh, rescue practitioner given you any any further details? Hi, Hilton. He just said that he believes uh, there's a buyer in the wings um, and that there is some negotiation underway to secure a deal and if that happens obviously it will be very positive for the business um, it will ensure that at least a fair number of the stores will carry on as going concerns um, but it does seem as if some of the stores are going to be sold independently of the chain and I guess that doesn't necessarily bode that well. Right now, though, the, the business funding, its, uh, its capital and, and operating requirements from, from cash flows, from selling its, its stock that it's already got on the floors. Yes, it is, Hilton, but that's obviously not sustainable because I, it, it doesn't mean that they're investing in new stock. They, they're using current uh, inventory. Um, so a deal needs to be done very fast or a recapitalization needs to take place quite fast. It's it can't carry on in the current situation. That's MoneyWeb Sasha Planting there joining us from Cape Town. David is out of the blue, completely totally. out of the blue. I, I, I mean, I've known Melts for, I've known Jackie for whew, 40, 50 years. Mm. And, uh, and uh, I've always regarded it as a very successful company. And I'm very surprised that they felt it. You know, what the reason is, whether it was poor merchandising, pressure from you know, uh, other manufacturers. They have grown very, very quickly. Uh, very quickly. Maybe you think they outgrew themselves because they always, uh, they always had a good line, very good value for money. And I thought it's particularly in Africa well-placed. Well, you don't shop there, David. <laughs> I've still got a twin set from about 1966. <laughs> David, very, very quick question in on the SMS line. Uh, if the offer on Cipla MedPro is for 10 Rand by Cipla India, why is the share trading below that, 940, 950? Well, no one believes that this is going to take place. You know, there's no confirmation. I don't think the documentation is out, and I don't think final, uh, you know, this was preliminary. So there's been a lot of talk about them pulling out, and no one's quite sure whether it will take place. Also, remember, if, even if you accept it, I think the money will be far down the line. So uh, that's the discount you're paying. 14 minutes after 6 o'clock, a reminder of our SMS line, 34701 with the keyword market. That's 34701 with the keyword market. We'll take one or two of your questions before half past 6 this evening. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. This technology, media and telecommunications report is brought to you by Vox Telecom, South Africa's leading alternative telco. Well, Africa's largest mobile phone operator, MTN Group, results for 2012 are today. Revenue up by 11% in the year. Subscribers up 15% to 189 million. Muted headline earnings per share growth, though, up only 2%. Safiso Dabengwa is chief executive of the MTN Group. Safiso, your earnings really impacted by foreign exchange movements. In fact, depreciation in uh, three of your operations, Iran, Syria and Sudan. Um, that's correct. Um, I guess that's the reality of operating in... Uh um, some of these markets um, and I guess that's also the basic reason why we reviewed our dividend policy so that um, in terms of shareholder returns we'll minimize the impact um, of currency fluctuations. Just looking at, uh, at some of the features of the numbers, average revenue per user uh, or ARPU, the, the measure 
uh, that uh, mobile operators use to, to track uh, profitability and, in fact, uh, uh, revenue in different markets. That's only mentioned once in today's announcement uh, with specific reference to South Africa. Uh, your blended OPRU here in South Africa down 9% to 122 rand uh, per user per month. You're not really disclosing that in too much detail this year. Why? No, we, we, we generally do. I mean, if you look at uh, the other countries, for example, Nigeria as well, we've disclosed that it's about just over $8. Uh, um, we, we always um, uh, disclose that, that, that figure. Uh, I guess it's just a question of um, if, you know, with a limited space, what other figures do you disclose? So, so the, the story here in South Africa really one about data, 13.9 million data users uh, on your network here in the country. Uh, in terms of smartphones, 5.5 million on MTN. Uh, your bigger rival, Vodacom, has only 5.8 million devices. And, and given your relative market shares, uh, you're catching up quickly, suggesting that you've uh, been quicker to shift your customers onto smartphones than uh, some of your competitors. Well, that's an important part of our strategy, and that is why we have uh, had this high um, capex investment in order to to increase um, our 3G capacity. Um, and we've also had uh, quite an aggressive um, strategy as far as um, data-enabled devices are concerned, um, and that will continue to be so. Are the, the, the users that uh, are on your network on smartphones using more data, more voice, more SMS, and uh, I, I guess driving more revenue for you? Um, that is correct. I mean, um, iPhone users um, generally, uh, from an Apple point of view, are just about a thousand rand per month, which is much higher than the, the average. Um, so, yeah, definitely their contribution and their profitability is much higher. You mentioned CapEx there, uh, investing over 6 billion rand in South Africa in 2012, uh, over 13 billion, in fact, closer to 14 billion rand in Nigeria uh, last year. Will you be maintaining that level in the year ahead? Um, specifically in 2013, um, the overall CapEx across the group is uh, almost similar, um, you know, in that total range of just below 30 billion rand. Um, we expect that going forward, um, that will decline um, to a certain extent. If I look at these numbers, Safisa, competition seems to have increased substantially across most of your operations. I look at countries like uh, here, South Africa, uh, other countries like Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Uganda, where there are now seven networks in that country. Nigeria, always a competitive market, although now seemingly a lot more competitive. Is that a correct uh, assumption? Yes, you know, that, that, that is a correct assumption. I think over the last three years, uh, we have seen much more intense um, pricing competition. Um, I, I think that it's probably um, what we are seeing is probably not sustainable um, in the sense that it's not likely that many of these players are actually uh, delivering any profits. Um, and that is a concern for us in the sense that for as long as there's fight for market share, um, it is likely to result in um, uh, behaviors that could be value-destroying. Just looking across the group, there seems to be a, a, an additional push to become a lot more efficient. Uh, no doubt that will have a, an impact on your margins. Absolutely. Um, and, and as you rightly said earlier on, with the increased competition, we have to focus on our uh, costs in order to maintain our margins.
Sophie, so one of your operations, Syria, uh, you are operating in what's effectively a war zone. Interesting to note that uh, one in four of your towers in that country is currently not operational. I'm guessing things are really, really tough in that market. Things are very difficult. I mean, in, in, in some towns, uh, in some areas, um, you know, they go for days without any um, service. The view that we're taking is that, you know, telecommunications is important, uh, especially in, in times of strife, um, and our staff will do all they can without uh, risking uh, their, their lives to try and make sure that we maintain um, a kind of service despite the challenging conditions. Finally, just to close off with, uh, there is an opportunity uh, for potentially entering a, a new market, a completely new market, uh, Myanmar, previously known as Burma. This, this is probably one of the last countries, the last places on earth where, where, we don't, where you don't see uh, cell phone competition and, and, and cell phone penetration. Um, yeah, that, that's correct. Uh, I think they did get um, <clears throat> about 90 players um, showing interest uh, in terms of their uh, process of requesting um, uh, expressions of interest. Um, we are also part of the 90. Uh, it's going to be very competitive, um, and um, we will do all we can to see if we can get the license. That's Sophie Debengwa, the chief executive of the MTN Group. David, Myanmar, the last country on earth, 16 <laughs> well, well, million people, yeah. cell phone penetration of 5%. Yeah, because it's been, it's been uh, a country that you know, hasn't been deregulated. It's still very tightly controlled, and they're only starting to free it up now. So, yeah, it's probably one of the remaining areas um, in, a, in that region. So, yeah. This technology, media and telecommunications report was brought to you by Vox Telecom, South Africa's leading alternative telco. The Vox Superphone and your ADSL line go together like movies and popcorn. But you can talk. Now you can use your ADSL for more than just surfing. With the Superphone, you can call any phone, anywhere using your ADSL line. You save money, earn rebates and Vox to Vox calls are free. No contracts, just plug and play. Your ADSL and the Vox Superphone. It's the perfect combination. Make the most of your ADSL. Visit voxsuperphone.co.za. South Africa's third largest life insurer, MMI Holdings, today reporting financial results for the six months to the 31st of December 2012. The group was formed just over two years ago through the merger of brands which most South Africans would be familiar with, Momentum and Metropolitan. Nicholas Kruger, the chief executive of MMI, joins us now. Nicholas, one of the appealing aspects of the merger was obviously the cost savings that could be achieved uh, here through the streamlining of systems and processes that were effectively duplicated inside both Momentum and Metropolitan. You targeted half a billion rand in savings over three years, and uh, you're halfway there. Yes, um, hello, Hilton. Yes, thanks, thanks for, for, for that introduction. Yes, our, our expense base has, in fact, reduced by 256 million as a direct result of the merger integration savings we've been able to, uh, to achieve, uh, which is slightly uh, ahead of target where we wanted to be at this point in time. What we signal to the market today is that we are very comfortable that we will meet or exceed the 500 million target and that really it's now just system integration and data conversions that will give us the bulk of the, of the rest of the 250 million. So, in fact, um, really quite a compelling business case, you know, to put the entities together. But obviously it's about much more than just cost. You know, this is just a, a foundation. There are lots of revenue synergies as well that, uh, that, that we are 
extracting. You are present in 12 countries outside of South Africa. Half a billion rand earmarked for investment uh, in those countries. Just last week, Old Mutual announcing plans uh, for 5 billion rand to be invested over three years in markets which it has never uh, operated in before, suggesting you've got uh, some nice competition coming up. Yeah, that's quite interesting. You know, a number of South African uh, financial services companies are starting to look at, at Africa. I think the, the one difference is, is that we already have a footprint in 12 countries in Africa. We've got businesses there. Uh, we've got CEOs in place. We are selling business. And, in fact, we're profitable. And we, we achieved margins of, of uh, 3.2% on new business compared to the group margin of 2%. So more profitable business uh, compared to South Africa. What do we need to do? We need to scale the business significantly. It needs to contribute between 10 and 15% of group earnings to really move the needle. What we will be doing is to focus on organic growth um, by adding new product ranges and, you know, just becoming more competitive where we operate. But we, we've got this extra 500 million on top of that, you know, for selective acquisitions in the 12 countries we operate or to invest in the current businesses. So uh, we're certainly going to make Africa one of the primary strategic focus areas. Uh, Nicholas, just looking at the economic environment, specifically here in South Africa, consumers under pressure, we're seeing these administered price increases. Petrol price went up today. Uh, electricity price uh, just keeps increasing. In terms of the actual consumers, your customers, uh, obviously life insurance, uh, health insurance, saving is that kind of purchase where if things are tough, you might trade down a little bit, you might not save. Are, are you finding that? Are you finding it's more difficult to sell to sell to, to South Africans? Yeah, I, th- I think it is a, f- a fair point given our size and all the market segments where we operate, uh, we're not uh, immune to the economic conditions. And some of our consumers are under pressure from a, from a disposable income perspective. The key is really to make sure that you really n- meet uh, and address a specific need of the consumer, that you don't push a product and they later wonder, what do I really need this product? You, you really need to first assess the need properly and then make sure that the sale meets that need. Then often we find that, you know, uh, policyholders and clients are very resilient through economic uh, ups and downs. You know, uh, you know, for example, funeral products, you know, in certain segments uh, at the metropolitan retail uh, market, you know, clients would often hold on to those big products because, you know, to have a decent funeral for a family member is a critical need and they... They want that. The same say goes for retirement savings. You know, people understand that they really need to commit to retirement savings to, you know, to, uh, you know, over a, a long period of time. Um, having said that, you know, there are sometimes uh, circumstances where clients can't afford the products, and then we try to adjust to the circumstances where we can either to reduce the size of the premium, so well, maybe half your premiums for a while, and then maybe you can resume the full premiums again. You know, uh, you know to be flexible where we can. That's Nicholas Krieger there, the chief executive of MMI Holdings. David, core headline earnings up 16%, ah, dividend ah. up 16%, value of new business up 18%, return on embedded value up 20%. Mm. These are good numbers. They are, and I think surprising. And I think the surprising number is on the momentum retail, which now accounts for half their revenue and uh, probably half their operating profit. And that was the side that we were cautious of that looks dodgy. You know, we all thought this was going to be driven by Metropolitan, which is doing okay. But it's momentum that's coming through. Brought to you by Vodacom Business Services. Guaranteed growth. Whatever the shape or size of your business, visit vodacom.co.za forward slash business. 
Well, Neotel today launches NeoSmart, a mobile smart landline. We're joined by Abid Kadiri, Chief of Business Solutions at Excellence at Neotel. Abid, if I understand this correctly, I can obtain this uh, this smart package from Neotel and effectively drive around uh, Gauteng and be reachable on my 011 number. That is correct. Is it as simple as that? It is as simple as that, with the flexibility that you can also, on the same phone, have a GSM partner of your choice that you may have contracted with. So in case you do end up being in areas where the coverage is not there, you would be still be able to be reachable on your mobile uh, operator's network. Abid, the attraction here as well, I, I'm guessing the ability to, to make calls, initiate calls, send SMSs at, at what are essentially landline rates. That is correct, and not only that, you also get to do your emailing, and if you are using uh, corporate mail systems like Exchange, you can be fully synced on your corporate mail, and that too will come through the landline uh, connection, so your data usage is also on the landline, and the fact that it's a lower uh, effect cost effectively, a lower rate, and you don't exhaust your mobile data plans from that perspective, of course, if you're not in the coverage area, then you will default to that, but you do have a choice uh, as uh, uh, because the phone carries both the carriers, you do have a choice uh, to choose which one you want to use uh, in terms of both making calls, sending out text messages, doing your IMs, um, doing your web browsing, and so on and so forth. So it's a full-blown smartphone. It uses a landline which is mobile and goes with you where you go in a specific geographic areas. In terms of the target, are you targeting this at, at some of the larger corporates or, or at SMEs? Yeah, well, we we have we've taken it to right now for the for the small medium uh, mid market customers uh and also uh, perhaps some high consumers and high power uh, consumers who can make use of it however it can be extended to uh a large customers for instance if a company has 3000 employees in a building and they could potentially reduce their uh PBX investments in infrastructure costs and and maintenance and upgrades by uh using uh this as a uh, as an alternative for that but of course, the requirements and the uh, specific requirements of uh, enterprise customers will have to be worked through. So we are looking at taking it to the enterprise market after we have uh, gone through. Just to give you an example, we are looking to deploy it for our own employees in batches. That's Abid Kadiri, the Chief uh, for Business Solutions and Excellence at Neotel. How's that, David? Your 011 number or your 021 number or your 012 number, on your, la- uh, your landline number on your cell phone. So that means cheap cell phones. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it is. Mm. I mean, if you can use your own one and it's still got the flexibility and you mobility of a, of, a, of a handheld, yeah, it's a much cheaper option. <laughs>